Welcome to Breakthrough Cocktail, where mixing up happiness, good life skills, and adding a dash of improv to help you live an awesome life. Please give it up for your breakthrough mixologist, Gary Ware. Welcome to the Breakthrough Cocktail Podcast, where we give you recipes to help you have a full and happy life. I am your host, Gary Ware. And today on episode 52, we continue our Breakthrough Cocktail Elixir of Life Virtual Summit preview. Wow, that is such a mouthful. And we're going to be covering day three, which is on careers. If you missed last week's, I highly suggest you go back and check it out because I give you a preview of day one and day two. So on day three, I have an awesome panel lined up for you, and we're going to be covering techniques and tricks and tips to help you have an awesome career. We're going to give you techniques on how to find a career that fits. You will learn how to understand what your strengths are and how to use them to really get what you want. You'll hear from Jeff Goins, where he helps you understand how to find your calling. We'll also teach you how to be a better storyteller and how to brand yourself. You'll get to hear from people that were just where you were. They were stuck and unfulfilled and how they got out of that, overcame limiting beliefs and took those steps needed to have an awesome life in an awesome career. And to give you a teaser of what's in store for day three, I'm going to play you a clip, a few clips from my conversation with Greg Berg. He gave up his job as a marketing director at one of the largest YMCA branches in the U.S. to pursue his passion for creating things. He's a photographer, multimedia storyteller, musician, and podcaster. His most recent podcast project is called Life on Purpose, where he explores just that. How can we live a life on purpose? In this first clip, he's going to explain what does that mean to live a life on purpose. I think that for many people, for a variety of reasons, we tend to live life a bit unconsciously. We are creatures of habit, and we're also creatures of circumstance and family and geography. So we didn't choose where we were born. We didn't choose the families we were born into, although you could argue it a, a metaphysical or a spiritual sense that maybe we did in a previous lifetime. <laughs> yeah. We won't get into that today. But, uh, you know, we're, we're creatures that the careers and uh, oftentimes things we end up doing for a living aren't necessarily things that we thought out or we thought out in the state of mind as a, an older adult who has a, a greater sense of who they are and what they love. You know, we get into things because it's the family business or somebody offered us a job at one point or we thought, hey, this would make a great college major. or I can make a lot of money doing this or whatever the reasons were. We live in a city because it's uh, where our family was, where we grew up or where we went to college or where that first job was or habitually the things we eat, the things we do, the forms of exercise we do. So many times there are things that are set earlier in life and then they become unconscious patterns. And we're really running on autopilot quite a, quite a bit of our lives, a great deal. And I've, I've seen percentages as high as 90% of, of your life are things that are, it's your subconscious sort of running on autopilot. It's your brain trying to take care of other things, and so you do everything automatically. And so that can apply to both the micro and the macro. So at a micro level, it applies to the little things you do every day. At a macro level, it applies to big picture things, like what do I want to do with my life and my career? How do I want to show up in a relationship? How do I want to approach my health? And so for me, life on purpose is about, first of all, being self-aware, noticing the things that I do in my life and how I'm living them, you know, how, how they manifest in my life, how, 
what I'm doing, basically. You know, this, this career that I'm doing, is it really what I want to do? Am I moving forward on a path towards something I like? Health-wise, am I putting things into my body that make me feel good? Am I, uh, do I have mind-body practices or health practices that allow me to feel fit and my body to feel good? All of these different aspects of our life. So it's about being aware of where we are and then learning more about our options and then taking action towards uh, being where we want to be in every area. So it's being, it's being purposeful. And so a life on purpose can apply to every single aspect of your life. And there's also a little bit of a double entendre for me. So life on purpose, some people take to mean having a purposeful life, as in your life has purpose. You're doing something out in the world that has purpose and meaning out there. And I think that that's something it's, it's in our DNA as humans. We were genetically wired to want connection and purpose with what we're doing. And so many people fail to achieve that. And I find that uh, for me, as I get older and you experience loss and you lose people in your lives and, you know, you know, death and you see that this is it, this is our chance in this lifetime to get it right. And we've got to, we have to do this ourselves. No one else is going to do this for us. We have to, we have to take these things and we have to do them ourselves. So it's about building a life that you feel is purposeful. And so I don't, I'm not as over, aspect of what the title means. It's sort of a hidden agenda, double entendre with the show name. But I mean, it's something that definitely comes up in most of my conversations as part of what we talk about. To get where Greg is now, it was a journey. Greg didn't just start out being a podcaster. As I said in the intro, he was unfulfilled in his current career and he knew he wanted something more. So in this next clip, he talks about how he took those steps and asked people for help. And he took some chances to learn some new techniques that ultimately landed him where he is today. Uh, back in, uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s, I was working in a career that wasn't very satisfying for me. I was a writer and an account manager at this communications firm that was uh, sort of a PR firm, marketing firm. And it was a good paying job. It was a nice company, but I was horribly unfulfilled. And I just felt like there's something more. And I was realizing that what I wanted to do was make things. I wanted to create. And I had done a lot of that in my past. And I'm doing a lot of that now. But at the time, I wasn't doing a whole lot of making and creating. But what I was really fortunate in is that at that firm, number one, there was a graphic design department. And I had started to play around with graphic design and design of all forms and photography. And so the firm needed some things in that area. And they had a staff dedicated, a small staff dedicated to doing that. So I started to sort of do those things on my own for fun, but then I just decided, you know what, I'm going to offer them like, hey, if you guys need some help, you get overwhelmed, uh, you have a project where, you know, you need a little bit of help with this thing, you know, give me a try. Let me, let me, let me pop in there and try something. And it was a little, they were a little resistant at first, but I finally got them to say yes. And they said, like, okay, I can do a little design work here. And, and so that emboldened me. Again, it gets back to this muscle building thing. So like, hey, you can do this. And like, oh, cool, I really like that. I really like the visual world. I really like working in that world. Um, I was getting paid to be a writer. And to be honest, I hate writing. It's laborious. It's why I don't have a blog. It's why I have no aspirations whatsoever to write a book. None, zero. Because it just it's, it's sort of painful to me. Like, I can do it well, but I don't love it. And so... The same thing happened with video, which is sort of the, the thing that I, I do uh, in my day job, so to speak. Uh, I call myself a multimedia storyteller, and it incorporates all these different aspects of my past career and, and creative work. And so I started um, 
getting involved in video. They would send me out as sort of the producer, uh, overseeing everything. And we had a video team that was hired, a videographer, an audio guy, an editor, all these people on the team. And I, I just I paid a lot of attention to what they were doing. I learned. And I tried to soak up everything I could. And then I started doing it on my own on the side. And at some point, again, I said, hey, guys, you got a little video project here. You're overwhelmed. Why don't you let me try this? And they said, okay, sure, do it. And so I, I, I applied that job after job in my life. And so then I started taking jobs where part of the criteria of the job was we need somebody to do a little bit of this and a little bit of that. You know, even if you don't have a whole lot of experience, we need somebody who was doing. So it was putting myself in situations where it was low risk, high reward. So I was able to broaden my palette creatively, see what I like, and really like take note of those selves. So I think the really crucial thing is, you know, being bold, putting yourself in a situation where even if I wasn't technically qualified to do that, I said, you know, I'm going to figure it out. And this was in the days before there were online courses, you know, where you can go on, you know, lynda.com or various, you know, sources and learn how to do something quickly. You know, if I don't know how to code in HTML, if I don't know how to do a particular Photoshop edit, or I'm looking to add a video effect or do something in motion, I can go online and learn how to do that quickly and easily now. And so, you know, putting yourself in situations where you're pushing yourself creatively and then really, really, really crucial to note, like what lights you up? What makes you happy? And, and constantly note that in every area of your life, because that's how you live a life on purpose. You note what makes your body feel good, what makes you light up in the work that you're doing, what makes you feel good in situations with other people in your relationships. I mean, every area of your life, you can note what your preference is. And it doesn't have to be anybody else's preference. And it doesn't have to be what people told you you should like or should want to do. You know, that's and, and we live, we are so fortunate, Gary, to live in a time and a place in the world where we have the freedom to explore all those things. There you have it. That's how my friend Greg was able to take the steps needed to get on his journey to becoming where he is now, a podcaster, photographer, multimedia storyteller. And that's just a sample of the conversation that we had. We talked about his daily routine, and we talked about all kinds of other things that you will find beneficial and in being inspired to taking that next step and, and bettering your career. But one thing I really want to point out is that it didn't happen overnight. Greg first had to realize that he was not in the right spot and he was not happy where he was. Then he had to take it upon himself to take the steps needed to better his situation. If you're waiting for that raise or for that perfect opportunity to make that leap, that's probably not going to happen, to be quite honest. So just take little baby steps in perfect action. And, you know, what's that next step that you need to do? Who's that person that you need to reach out to and ask for help? And as he said, he took very safe, you know, steps that when you put them all together, it gave him the confidence that he needed to go out and do bigger things. So it's not going to happen overnight. So hopefully this was inspiring and gave you some tips to help you better your situation. And if you want to get more of that, I highly suggest that you sign up for the virtual summit. It is free. It's going to happen April 27th through May 1st. Go over to elixiroflifesummit.com and sign up. We do have an upgrade option where you can get 
access for life to all the videos and audio recordings, along with a whole bunch of bonuses that my presenters threw in, like audiobooks, workshops, coaching sessions, ebooks, etc. And that is only $97. And 100% of the proceeds for that goes to my Pencils of Promise campaign, where we're going to be raising $25,000 to build a school in Guatemala. So remember, if you want things to get better, you need to get better. And this summer is definitely going to help you. That concludes another episode of Breakthrough Cocktail. Tune in next week where we talk about day four of the summit, where we are going to be changing your mindset. Till then, stay awesome. You've been listening to Breakthrough Cocktail. If you liked what you heard, be sure to visit www.breakthroughcocktail.com forward slash newsletter to sign up for the insider newsletter. As a subscriber, you'll get instant access to exclusive content and frequent doses of happiness. See you there. Until then, stay awesome. Stay awesome.